case you were wondering, Pretty Real Teens is a journaling process. It's my podcast. It's a podcast that talks about my experiences in previous marriages and the emotional effects it has left on my life. I had made the decision that I was ready to move forward and that I was willing to sit down and reevaluate myself. So here I am telling you about my experiences. Are you ready? I have mentioned in previous podcasts that I felt like I was not being my authentic self when I was married. I am the type of woman that's described as cleanly and very tidy, but I didn't want that to be the reason why someone chose to marry me. Although it played out very well, it still unleashed sadness and regret at the end of the day because I was struggling to find my purpose in my career and also balance out having a family and caring and being supportive wife for my husband. Nor did I even get the support from my husband or the encouragement to have my own purpose and accomplish my own goals basically. So, you know, I was a combination of doing what he wanted me to do. I struggled with my own religious practices, such as prayer, attending church, and what he wanted or thought a submissive woman, a wife, should be. I was on a mission to follow my purpose, but I was constantly distracted because I really, on one hand, was content with being more of a support system. I found myself starting over many times as I um, tried to find what I actually wanted to do career-wise. So I listened to a sermon the other day, which put me in deep thought. I was listening to Bishop T.D. Jakes, and he mentioned that the brand new you requires you to take a lap all the way back around. So he's using track and field as a metaphor when you're in life and you have to start over many times. And sometimes when you start over, you have to go, it's like taking a lap, you have to go all the way back around. And during that lap, you're going to have to go through some ugly, messy things to deal with. And he used the example as your friends might not be your new friends in the new journey that you may approach. So I knew then, right then and there, that I had to stop avoiding ugly, messy things and confront when letting go of relationships that did not serve me. And I know it's a requirement for the rest of my life that I'll have to continuously start over again because at 30, I won't be the same as 40. At 40, I won't be the same as 50. So it meant I have to stop cringing and holding back who I really am and making excuses
type of man that I want a part of my life. The type who exploit women, romanticizing and over-sexualizing women for entertainment. A submissive woman is not a woman to be controlled, period. A submissive woman is breaking the pathology and steering away from the idea of being controlled. Women are choosing self-love and being more self-reliant, especially when marriage doesn't advocate non-violence, effective, healthy communication, love, and understanding. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Pretty Real Teens Podcast. I am your host, T-Baby, and I have my babies home with me, but I am still recording today because this is a great opportunity for my creative juices. They are flowing. I want to talk about submissive. Um, Men are on my social media feed talking about a submissive woman and how being a submissive woman that leads to marriage and I cannot disagree any more than I can. The method of yielding to a person in authority doesn't excite me. And I think about how I was that person in some way at a point of time. There are men that believe women should be less of a provider financially, but more of a provider in home. And instead, I feel offended about that, partly because there are men that are abusive in that way. They use it as a, a way of manipulation. They just throw it at you. And these are men who, they don't want marital commitment, no nuptials, no nuptials, just complete control of her and her career that she wants to accomplish. And I know that women, we, it's our nature to nurture the family, but men have to step up as well and be more nurturing in the, in, toward their family and be more of a support system as well. It's not a woman's wishes to cook and clean and depend on her husband for the rest of her life because in this society it's it's just not going to work. It's imperative that a woman has a mindset of independence and perseverance so that she can lead a, a, a healthy financial life when her husband is not around anymore. You know, whether their purpose is uh, managing their own business or managing someone else's business and managing the home. It's just our great-grandmothers and grandmothers and mothers, we have watched them tirelessly take care of the home and try to build a career from themselves and, and, and give up or give up their dreams, basically, to do what they want to do in life. And it just led to an unhealthy life, mentally and physically. Know that innovative ideas and products and services that were accomplished then and still used today 
have came from our great-grandmothers and grandmothers. And it was so hard to accomplish it. I feel like times then was worse than the times now for many women. And they just paved the way for us to be stronger as women and to follow our purpose in life. No, we don't want to be single women. That's not what I'm saying to men about women. I just feel like knowing that we can do anything that we put our minds to and go for it and have the support system should be more of a gain in a marriage. How does a submissive marriage become controlling and abusive? Well, just the word submissive in itself is putting someone else in authority of your life. And that's where it all starts. When a woman gives herself totally to her husband, um, forgetting her own goals and her own dreams and allowing him to plan her future for her. The woman becomes resistant. She cannot, she doesn't feel comfortable expressing herself sexually. She has thoughts of suicide or harming herself, always feel abandonment, unable to articulate herself, poor communication, passive aggressive and violent. And for many decades, our ancestors um, have suffered from submissive methods, that type of mindset. Now, what did a submissive woman look like in the 1700s and 1800s? The submissive definitely came from slavery, like I mentioned. It described the foundation of different cultures or ethnicities enslaved. Submitting to a person in authority, like a hierarchy system set up to distinguish economical status, race, discrimination, and gender inequality. Now, we know that if you were a slave, you were way at the bottom of the hierarchy. But slaves were taught to discriminate, too, to be prejudiced and to be racist against each other. Now, can you imagine why a woman in the new century feels offended by the word submissive? Be a submissive woman. The main idea was to do as I say or be punished. It drives fear in men and women, and it demonstrates violence, as I mentioned before. It belittles being reprimanded like a child, told what you can and cannot do. Who wants to be like that in that type of marriage? As the 1800s progressed, traditional marriage and child reproduction were the cornerstone of society. It was appropriate for women to not to act on intuition and make rational decisions when answering to the authority of your husband. It was a way to lower a woman's self-esteem. Those decisions really resulted in being punished. Punishment meant beat and you might even end up dead. In many parts of the world during that time, girls were usually not the appropriate age for marriage, but mostly considered. Partly because communication and negotiation were not an option. And being immature means you're still learning and you were being groomed by your husband anyway. Marriage was like ownership and men seeked illegal courtship with girls and teenagers, which has corrupted the sacred union. When I hear of men wanting a submissive woman on media platforms, what are they really talking about? 
Most men seek or express the need to have a submissive woman sounds like a need to control or feel a sense of ownership to a woman, which sounds common among many male athletes in the NFL today. Most football scholars are attached to relationships with no marital commitment, but only thoughts to control and abuse. And when the woman decides not to be controlled, then he abuses, feel abandonment, and then wants to commit suicide, which is clearly a slave mentality, a pathology that we are trying to fight. I want to talk about when men use Christianity as reason to have a relationship with a woman versus Christianity. The definition of a submissive woman, its meaning depicted from the Bible and from these words have been mixed, twisted, and regarded on many ways. People have taken note, not just in Christianity, but created ideas gathered from other religions and their religious beliefs too. As far as Christianity, many of us have inserted our own alternatives to what we believe a submissive woman should be. And history shows how unparalleled society's methods then and now are not what God believes. It has been placed in a negative disposition that many women cannot accept or listen to. So men on my social media feed openly express opinions on Christianity faith, and they describe what makes a submissive woman happier is being at home or it's her place to nurture the home and serve only. And serving is not the issue. It's the lack of appreciation and the committing to her like you are to the church, which no one hardly does in this time. Are you going to church? Are you committed to worship and prayer? Is faith our marital foundation? Men are worried about how Bible parables are filled with negative descriptions such as polygamy that are not necessarily prescriptions to life issues. Who knows if those practices were aligned with God? It can be questionable because many parts of the Bible say when a man finds him a wife, he finds him a good, which means in good faith you are committed to a marital commitment, which requires a lot of hope and dedication to make your marriage whole. This particular opinion out of many causes controversy amongst men and women. Responses are all emotional reasons, rationalizing old methods or solutions and no logic of what really works in contrast to society's response to the way we identify women. Economically, society has changed the head of household. Wife and husband are working equally to make a living and take care of the family. Therefore, a mutual understanding on how we view a woman in a committed marriage has to be reevaluated. The problem I have is one converting for ulterior motives in someone else's religion without stepping foot in one synagogue, hall, or church and promoting false information or utilizing someone else's scripture readings to convict someone else's culture or beliefs. And I'm speaking mainly to the men who are telling these women to be submissive. They're using someone else's beliefs in a contradicting manner to fit their lifestyle or purpose at that moment. And I just want men to stop telling women to be submissive if you have no clue on how 
to define a submissive woman. But they're just only using it to control them and using it as a defensive mechanism towards perspective wise because they are single, unable to communicate effectively, and are not willing to be in a committed marriage either. This type of abuse has led Christianity to be rethought of and reevaluated over the years, which lays down a confusing, contradicting foundation for a marriage, especially for those people that question religion and don't identify with Christianity or any other religion. It appears these persons are speaking from a place of pain, these type of men. They're hurt by someone of opposing religion or culture values, from my perspective. Emotionally defeated and untreated. So I have to ask, do these type of men have broken relationships? such as their church, their own family, and their beliefs and traditions. Now, how do you compare a submissive woman to Christianity when you don't believe in Christianity? You say that you're a spiritual person, but you substitute religious beliefs and practices out of your life. So what attributes would you use if you're not getting them from the Bible? of what a submissive woman should be and how do you feel a woman would accomplish that role what we do know is what it meant to be submissive long ago and it was not pertinent to our enslaved ancestors then and certainly not relatable to women right now how i see and hear women responding to the request of a woman being submissive in what social media has offered is that we're showing exactly what we want and I'm speaking for a black woman from a black woman's perspective we are beating the odds against us for equal opportunity we're business owners building generational wealth we're um utilizing our ideas to find our own purpose and accomplish our own goals. And statistics show that equality amongst women is slowly increasing. Companies are starting to see and push the progression of gender equality. One company in particular is Citibank. It takes women like myself advocating self-love and having a podcast not to be afraid to voice my opinion and pushing the agenda for women to follow our purpose. More importantly, not to allow men to dictate our needs mentally and physically. Another way we are trying to change, yet hard to conquer, is being able to effectively communicate on a respectable level not just in marriages, but on the job, in our careers, our family and with our friends and with our children. Everywhere we go, we are trying to be the voice of reason. And that was the very first thing our ancestors fought for is the right to have our own opinion and our own goals and for that to be considered in love. 
women want to be able to live with their husbands and effectively communicate with their husbands. And I'm just not talking about any old type of communication. Effective communication is healthy communication where you're actively listening. You're setting the tone of how successful or lasting our marriage and friendship will be. Not just any old communication, but effective communication where you're setting goals, sharing finances, and having a plan to evolve and prosper together. Now we're in the part of the episode where I call Treat Yourself. And I have to share beautiful words of wisdom and enlightenment. And that's my takeaway for today's episode. I raise a toast to the women who are being perceived as a misconception because she's meek and she's mild, making it sound like she cannot speak for herself. And I think her mannerisms are different than you think, but her silence is terrifying enough for some men because she reserves her energy for her purpose and knows what she wants. A mature man will understand her and want to marry her. It's not hard to understand her, and many women don't mind walking their journey alone. As long as she's happy and able to be herself, being single is not what she really wants. And if she's married to the right man, he knows she can cook. Clean, she's pretty, beautiful, but has her own purpose in life. So a submissive woman is not, and I repeat, is not to be controlled, period.